Hello, we're going to be talking about the murder of Junko Furuta, who was a Japanese high school student who was abducted, raped, tortured, and murdered in the late 1980s. She was mostly known, her murder case was known as the Concrete Encased High School Girl Murder Case, since when her body was discovered, it was in a concrete drum. The abuse was done by four teenage boys, and it lasted over a period of 40 days from November 1988 to January 1989. She died at the age of 17, so before she was um, an adult, and her cause of death was a traumatic shock. She was discovered in Tokyo, Japan, and um, she was mostly known for her death, but she was also known for being a good student, and she um, attended the high school and worked part-time at a plastic molding factory during after-school hours, and she did this to save up for money for a graduation plan, graduation plan she had planned out, and was had accepted a job at an electronics retailer where she planned to go after graduation. She was known for being well-liked by her classmates and a hard worker at school with high grades and infrequent absences. Although one of the boys had asked her out and she had said no. So because of this, um, the one of the boys had, um, so one of the boys had taken um, her captive and held her in his house for 40 days after having kidnapped her and um, he had beat, raped, and tortured her. According to the public, he, um, they shaved her, forced her to dance to music while she was naked and masturbated in front of them. And then they left her on the balcony in the middle of the night with little clothing and they would um, insert objects inside of her, including a lit match, a metal rod, and a bottle, and forced her to smoke multiple cigarettes at once, inhale paint thinner, and drink large amounts of alcohol, milk, and water. In one of the incidents, Mayano, who was one of the main people who kidnapped Furuta because of her just not wanting to go out with him, which is a terrible thing to do just because someone doesn't want to go out with you and it's just really unfair of this to happen to such um, a young girl especially who had a lot of plans for her future and worked hard for them but um he had um burned her legs and arms with a lighter fluid and by the end of december she was severely malnourished since they rarely fed her and after being fed only small amounts of food and eventually only milk, due to se- severe injuries and infected burns, she became unable to go to the downstairs bathroom and, be- and had to lay inside of his room just in a state of weakness. And also a lot of people were invited over to the house that she was kidnapped and forced to stay in and she had to, she was repeatedly raped for a period of 40 days and no one in the group t- 
told anyone about that they had kidnapped her and kept her hostage at one of Minato's parents' house, and that was where their gang hideout was. Um, and whenever his parents were there, she was forced to act as um, his girlfriend so that they would not report him to the police. So on January 4th, 1989, after losing a game, um, Mayano decided to take out his anger on um, Junko, and the group kicked and punched her, ignited a candle, and dripped hot wax on her face. They placed two short candles on her eyelids and forced her to drink her own urine. After kicking her, she fell onto a stereo unit and collapsed into a fit of convulsions. Since she was bleeding profusely, and um, she had a lot of um, blood and, you know, problems from all everything that had just happened to her and had been happening to her for the past 40 days of just complete torture and just being in a state of weakness and not even being able to eat. She had, you know, infected burns. And so the four boys covered their hands in plastic bags so that um, her puss wouldn't get on their hands um, from her wounds. And they continued to beat her and dropped an iron exercise ball onto her stomach several times. They poured lighter fluid onto her thighs, arms, face, and stomach and set her on fire once again. Furuta allegedly made attempts to put out the fire, but gradually became unresponsive. The attack reportedly lasted two hours. Furuta eventually died because of her wounds. Less than 24 hours after her death, her brother called to tell her that Furuta appeared to be dead. Afraid of being penalized for murder, the group wrapped her body in blankets and shoved her into a travel bag. They, then they put her body into a 55-gallon drum and filled it with wet concrete. Around 8 a.m., they loaded it and eventually disposed the drum into a cement trunk in Tokyo. On January 23, 1989, Mayono and Agura, I believe, were arrested for the gang rape of the 19-year-old woman who had been kidnapped in December, who was a different woman that they had also raped, not Furuta, who had died at the age of 17. This woman was a different woman who was 19. On March 29th, two police officers came to interrogate them, as women's underwear had been found as their addresses. During the interrogation, Mayano believed that one of the officers were aware that they had murdered Furuta. So they ended up confessing to their crimes, and the police were confused because they were unaware of what had happened, since they were referring to a murder of a different woman and her seven-year-old son that had occurred nine days prior to Fruta's abduction, yes, in which that other case had remained unsolved. The police ended up finding the drum, which had her body, and they also identified the footprints. On April 1st, 1989, Yo Agura was arrested for a separate sexual assault and subsequently rearrested for Furuta's murder. Um, and 
they were all, then his also his friends were ch- charged because they f- found the DNA inside the victim's body and they were charged with rape. And despite the brutality, the boys identities were sealed in the court so that no one really knew who they were and they did actually even plead guilty to committing all the injuries that resulted in her death but they didn't commit to her murder they just said that it committed that resulted in her death but never entirely admitted to the murder but the leader of the crime had um 17 years in prison and the 20-year sentence is the second highest sentence given in Japan before life imprisonment. The 20-year sentence is the um, second highest sentence given in Japan before life imprisonment. He was 18 at the time of the murder, which she was a year younger than him, which just makes it, everything about this is wrong and nothing can really make up for what he did. He obviously is a terrible person and most likely hasn't changed if he believes that taking his anger out, especially like that, and just especially because of a game and from getting denied is just wrong. But he was 18 at the time of the murder and his mother reportedly paid um, $425,000 to the civil court, which is 50 million yen. Um, He was let go 17 years later, and um, he was also re-arrested, again, for fraud, because he obviously hasn't changed his ways. And he, um, along with the other people who was um, another person named O Agura um, had eight years, eight years in a juvenile prison before he was released in 1999, and he was 17 at the time of the murder, and he was known for boasting about his rule of kidnapping, raping, and torturing Fruta. And he was also arrested again for assaulting someone else. And he also threatened to kill a person and um, continued to go back and forth to jail. But as you can tell from the story, she, you know, her memory should, you know, still be kept alive so that people can just understand that people are you know there's a lot of bad people out there and this girl worked very hard to have a future she worked on having after school jobs she worked hard for her grades she was nice to people and then all because she wouldn't date someone all these terrible things happened to her and after 40 days of torture after being hurt and abused so many times all this man had was 17 years and once he was free he went back and he kept on doing it again so as you can tell there's definitely something wrong with the court system 
not only in the U.S., which there are definitely problems within the U.S. court system, but also in international court systems, such as Japan, and hopefully this will change because things like this, they don't deserve to happen. And some people, they don't learn unless there's extremes, and extremes will make people stop, and things like this just shouldn't happen. If the court system maybe treated these problems harsher, then maybe things like this wouldn't happen because this entire girl's life was ruined. And just being starved for 40 days and constantly beaten and raped would just be so terrible. And that is the end of her story, unfortunately. So hopefully you took something from this podcast and hopefully we can make a change to our crime and court systems.